0: Much for joining us thank you so much for tuning into the real room if you are catching us for the first time my name is Kalanda.
1: this is stanley god bless you god bless you and
0: we're talking about the problems for church culture and i kind of wanted to put a disclaimer out not even i don't think that's the right word no we need but
1: Disclaimer's out now
0: well i want the people like who are the members to like maybe send this to your leader Cause I feel like maybe one of these things, I did a little, some a little quick research, and I have at least six things that I think we could easily address in our churches. That maybe one of these things are the reason why you're having certain experiences or certain problems.
1: But Oh, make sure, had to make sure the words are spelled right.
0: <laughs> oh yeah,
1: the problems in church culture. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I was trying to look for a, a great definition about
1: what church Wait, culture is. Wait, but I do like. want to give this disclosure. We are not bashing the church. So before y'all yeah. start, here y'all go again talking about what's wrong with the church. We're not bashing <laughs> the church. We are they sound with- like they're like they smoke cigarettes or something. You know what though? I, I have some you know what somebody said this, I don't know who said it, but it made so much sense. The reason why people bring a lot of garbage, not garbage, but just everything to me is because I am somewhat approachable. So approachable does not Mm -hmm. just mean that, you know, people can come talk to you, but they also give people the idea that they can pretty much say whatever they want to say to you because you come off as approachable. So... That might be, but I do know that it's one of the, the conversations that people say, y'all on that bounty tired of y'all. i he's always talking bad about the church. Y'all don't do that to y'all, nah, 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 all that. But we're not bashing the church. If y'all don't give us nothing to bash, we don't have anything to bash. Hello, I
0: actually feel like, though, we're actually more qualified to have the conversations because we are members of the church. And if anything, these are, this is constructive criticism. Like, we're still members of churches stanley and i regularly attend church so there's no way we could just like bash it i think though we have access to more knowledge and so we just feel like we'll use our platform to discuss some of those resources yeah
1: but we're not trying to to discourage it's like we're not trying to discourage people from going to church so that's another lie y'all need to stop telling people yeah Um, go to church baby yeah, go to church. Like, I, ain't,
0: I ain't got nothing for you. I want you to go talk to your pastor because I don't want y'all. I don't want you talking
1: anymore. to me. Yeah.
0: It's only so much I can help you exactly.
1: with. Give if it's not like
0: related to like being a mom to a seven and two-year-old and something is about marriage. Exactly. If you. you die, you're gonna need somebody to bury you. So yeah, go so we'll find your church home. Yeah. But the, yeah, I'm glad you said we're not bashing church at all.
1: So don't come on here with that mess in these comments. Yeah, we're faithful members faithful
0: tithing members of our churches and our leaders know about our ministries so I don't I, I don't know if you guys realize that but yeah anyway Anywho, yeah okay Go ahead. <laughs> so how would you define like what church co- culture is
1: I think culture is pretty much every I don't think all churches have the same uh culture um i think the culture is based on that the order of that house you have some churches that are big on worship and and praise mm. you have some churches that are big on teaching um you have some churches that are big on um manifestations of the spirit um you have some churches that are big on education as far as you know going to school like if you look at historically different denominations like ame baptist pentecostals they have a certain culture about themselves. So I don't think there's one particular culture. I think that your ministry itself has a certain culture. Now that's a good and a bad thing, but we'll talk about that later. But yeah, I don't think cultures are, I don't think it's one culture for the church because you got black church culture, you got white church culture, you have Spanish culture, Um, you have like Haitian churches and different churches that cater to different nationalities and stuff like that so the cultures are totally different so yeah Yeah.
0: i don't think that's something i realized until i became a little bit more mature in my faith is that
1: each ministry
0: has a specific ministry or specific purpose and if we were all like churches that were focused on like say the prophetic then who would take care of the mission who would be the churches that like they Mm. have the they feed the community every Saturday like who would take care of those gaps if everybody was focused on the same thing so I Mm -hmm. think to your point it is important to realize that each church has a different culture the other thing I think we don't realize is that uh, I heard somebody say this I think it's in like one of Lecrae's new songs but so he talks a lot about the westernized culture of church versus how it is in the east, mm-hmm. and because of like geographical location, we have we can have the tendency to decide that our interpretation of church culture is correct and then with that thinking, once we're hurt or offended by the church culture that we've adapted to, we, like we now we are offended with Jesus instead of realizing that it could specifically just be the the interpretation of church culture that you that you've been a member of so
1: mm-hmm. yeah uh, and i think that's because i remember i put this question up and maybe we can talk about it a little bit later i mean as far as like churches that believe in the, the pentecostal holiness sanctification do we base those things off of western culture or do we base it off of eastern like are our standards of holiness based off the current mm. culture that we live in, or is it or is that general for everybody across the board around the world? So like like you said, there are different types of culture on the Western culture and the, the eastern side. So yeah. yeah. It's gonna be
0: interesting when we get to heaven.
1: And um, And the Lord will say, I never told y'all to stop doing that.
0: <laughs> heaven man I have a shout track. And some of us can't have church unless we shout it it don't feel like we had church mm-hmm. until we shopped yeah right I, but i i kind of feel like uh when, that one time we went to that conference and i mean i've been in churches too where i feel like oh this is too quiet for me but they walk away just as full and just as
1: oh you're talking about when we went um yeah yeah, yeah. That but i different yeah but even after it that it's like i have I felt so in love with God after that. Like we didn't shout enough, but like, when we came back, we was just like, "God, I just love you." <laughs>
0: it's like maybe it is maybe because we have all the loud music in the shout track, we can actually like hear Him speak.
1: Right. The music wasn't so loud <laughs> because it was, it was. Y'all listen, it was this man that testified about how the Lord had healed him. Like he showed us videos of him, yes. like, like like this man looked like death couldn't keep like he could I mean and he was telling us this story so when he got finished everybody was like I'm sitting here like yeah we was like I was just in the church. Yeah. <laughs> so we <would've>
0: went up. <laughs> yeah yeah we and 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 if we're not careful we will we would interpret that as oh they ain't saying they ain't got no hard right. Although that could just be their interpretation, they just don't have that outward show of it, like we do. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, so, ain't that something? I know. Mm-hmm. I know. Help us, God. We over here. They they ain't say for real.
1: They ain't say it. they ain't got the Holy Ghost. We run. We run and dance
0: over here. Yeah, that's exactly what we say.
1: Yeah, but you know, you don't honestly. Like I said, we base that. Because and, and, and this this is the point that I was gonna make earlier. When we talk about culture, if we're not careful, it will divide us. Yeah. Because we'll feel like, oh, they're not saved because they gotta have an organ at their church or yeah. Preaching on hoop when he preach or or they're not saved because they shout and dance. They don't listen to Christian music, they listen to gospel music. Why is that even a why is that even a difference? That's 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 a question I probably never get to answer on. But um You know, stuff like that. And if we're not careful, our cultures will cause us to further divide instead of finding a way for us to work together and adapt um, to each other. So, um, and one thing I learned with Shakers, like if if anybody go back and look at a lot of the pictures and stuff that we did with Shakers, we've always tried to uh, open the door for other nationalities. Yeah. I want to say every year, except for the first year, but every year we've always had somebody that wasn't that of a different nationality that preached. And I, I intentionally did that because I just believe that the gospel is for everybody and we can't get so stuck in our zones. And what be so crazy is the greatest anointing really come on the I hate to yeah. say this, But it's yeah. like when the ones that ain't black preach, you feel more of anointed. Not saying that the ones that are black are anointed, but it's just something about, when we come together and forget about our cultures and, and we blend together. That that's Pentecost. That's that's what happened on Pentecost. So yeah. Yeah. I don't need these statistics you got. Because I know oh, the research. Not,
0: yeah. So this is according to life way research.
1: Um <laughs> uh, just y'all know this. is like DW from um <laughs> was that Arthur or Magic School bus when the girl be like according to my research Author. was author. DW you know, was Arthur, Oh, no, right? it
0: was, yeah, it was uh, Magic School Bus. Yeah. Glenda She she's
1: going to get her research in. So it that. might
0: be because of like my writing and my HR background, because I just want people to know, like, I didn't make this up. <laughs> this was here before <laughs> I came. I'm just sharing what was already here. Mm. So, um, one of the number one ways or number one problems with church culture is the way that we approach spirituality. Um that we um we fast track it, and so we don't really take time, so we get you saved, we you know teach you how to um uh, call and tear for the Holy Ghost, but we don't necessarily teach you what to do next, and so while you may be saved, you don't have any idea of what it means to be sanctified. Mm. so you saved, but you don't know what it means or how you are supposed to daily go and abide in um Jesus. You don't know what it looks like to spend time with him. You don't know what it looks like to um to dwell with him. Mm-hmm. You don't know what it looks like to to worship and that's because it's it's almost like we're trying to recruit as many people as we can to be saved but we're not really taking time to teach them the different processes. Okay, now that you're saved, here's the next step, sanctification and this is what it looks like. Um and so that's one of the that's one of the ways um, we have to slow it down so that we can teach people um what it means. and then that is how you learn how to be discerning. That is how you you uh, you know what it means um to commune with with Christ. and maybe that's why we are having such a difficult time with our worship services is because we're fast tracking the salvific mm-hmm. process. We just want to like, bam, get you saved, get their phone number, and then, like, ooh, that's another one we get to add to the kingdom.
1: Let's make them, get them active. Yeah.
0: But we're not really spending any time, not really considering the fact that, okay, yes, you came here today and you got saved, but you got to go back home. And whatever, like, struggle you came with is gonna go Mm -hmm. back home with you unless we teach you, like, okay, now the next step is sanctification. And when I was growing up, uh, Tearing for the Holy Ghost was a whole separate thing. So you got saved, and then now we have to tarry for the Holy Ghost. It wasn't <laughs> there wasn't an understanding that at the point of salvation
1: is when you receive the Holy Ghost. Yeah, because the Bible says that nobody can say Jesus is the Lord except the Holy Ghost tell, gives it to. Them. So when you get yeah. saved and you confess that Jesus is Lord, that's one of the works of the Holy Ghost. Yeah. So now we, I think, what it was is we were they were waiting for you to speak in tongues and and all of that. That came as you progress with your walk with the Lord, but some people that did happen initially. But to be honest, there's some people that it it happened later, and there are some people that it never happened to. But that don't mean they don't have the Holy Ghost. Yeah. So yeah, um, I, I I told him, I was talking to my daddy today, and he, he he said that though. He was like, "Well, he's what one of the things he said was I give my dad a shout out, a shout out, the a, a real L place <laughs> as y'all call him, the real L place." No, that's not what they say, Sammy. Yes. Really? How are you doing? Elder I'm fine. Okay. Now, how the real elder doing? doing? Like, really? So oh, disrespectful. <laughs> church co- That's church culture. But anyway, I don't know why my eye feel like it's crying. But anyway, um, it must be allergies. But anyway, my dad was saying, he pretty much said the same thing. He said, nowadays, we we become so focused on being the, the self-help, the motivational speaker, you know, the therapist which is nothing. None of that is bad until we forget the point that we're supposed to disciple these people. And like you said, you know, we're so quick to anybody want to be saved. Okay. Don't mind already hand. anybody want to join the church. Okay. People join the church. All right. Get the information and take them in the back and we're going to get you active in the ministry. We don't know if this person is struggling with stuff. We don't know if they have, we don't even know if they actually saved. they probably just joining the church. Yeah, or, you know stuff like that. So we do got to do a better job at making sure that we disciple people. Because at the end of the day, it's great to have all of this materialistic stuff. However, if your soul is not prepared to see Jesus, yeah, remember Jackie McCullough said that. She said the job, the responsibility of the preacher or the pastor, is to prepare people for eternity. And if we're not preparing them for eternity, we're we're not doing our jobs. So,
0: exactly. Is that because we're more interested in, like, basically trying to recruit volunteers for our mission versus trying to, as uh, Pastor Scale says, populate heaven?
1: To be honest, oh, Lord. Oh Lord, you're going to get in trouble, I can tell already. <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going to hold my comments. on right my tongue, Lord. Let me, let me put this. To be honest, if we're not careful, evangelism will become a numbers game mm. to the point where you're trying to how many people you got this Sunday, how many people you bringing in. We <clears throat> equate church growth to how many people are filling seats. But just because a lot of people fill up your seats does not mean that you're gaining souls for the kingdom. You know, you can yep. say spaghetti and fill up a church. You know, that's, that's nothing. But at the end of the day, How many people are you, how many souls are you drawing to Christ? You know, there are times where, you know, and we all got to give an account to God, you know, at the end. So I think that's what it is. We we equate success of a ministry to the actual physical growth of the ministry. And that's, that's not a hundred percent correct. And just because your ministry don't have 10,000 members, doesn't mean that that ministry is not successful. They may have 10,000. They may not have 10,000 people that are actually members. Of their church and coming every week, but they could have reached 10,000 souls within the lifetime of that ministry, though. Who nice. knows? So, yeah, we can't do that. We got to stop making people feel bad or making them feel like they're a, not a success because it doesn't look like how we want it to look. Because yeah. people can walk pandemic should have showed us something. At the end of the day, people can get up and walk out of church and say, I don't want to come back at any moment. And there's nothing you can do about it. Everybody yeah. in the church could literally walk out one Sunday and say, we're not coming back no more. And and some churches can't even afford that. So, Ooh, Jesus. yeah, so, you know, so I get it. It's a numbered game for some ministries. You have to have so many people there because that amount of people bring so much money and you got to keep the lights on. You got to keep payroll. You got to, you know, this and that and the other. So I get it. But at the end of the day, your main objective should be winning souls for the kingdom. And those that the Lord has assigned to you, your objective should be feeding them with wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, like the word says.
0: I think we have to, like, we have to go back to, and, and I get it, because I, I have a nonprofit organization, like a, it's not a church, but I, I understand wanting the Lord to send help. I guess what I have appreciated is that I don't want anybody in the way. So I feel like we should focus more on Lord, send the right help or and less about, okay, well, this means I got a um, a huge following because I have all these people who showing up, but they're not returning to pay. They're not participating in an offering. It's the same people doing all of the events or serving in ministry. And so you you're right, we have to not get caught up in the numbers game.
1: Yeah, disciple these people. You know, hey, I know you've been a member here, but, you know, have you received the Holy Ghost since you've been a member here? Do you Go think the Lord is going to hold leaders accountable? Like,
0: is it enough to lead people to salvation and not disciple
1: them? No, you should disciple them. That's why most ministries have, or should have, um, you know, new members, um, you know, stuff like that, because you need to make sure That And this is what people got to understand. When you get saved, a a pastor friend of mine said this, I ain't gonna say his name, but a pastor friend of mine said this. He said he believes that when a person gets saved, they need to go through therapy, because you're literally trying to change from one lifestyle to another overnight. And that could be a lot of pressure and somewhat traumatic. Like, you're trying to change from this person to, to that person, which, you know, of course, with the power of God, you can change. But you're still going to have the struggles and temptations and stuff. And I think before we start giving people titles and putting them over stuff, we need to give people time to evolve into what God has called them to be. Like, I could be saved today, but that don't mean you're going to slap a collar around my neck tomorrow and all of a sudden I'm preaching, you know? Yeah. Like I told somebody the other day, just because you got a collar, that don't mean nothing. You dogs were call us. We don't call our dogs <laughs> Elder Pitbull. Come on, <laughs> Elder Pomeranian. <laughs> Elder, Elder, Great Dane, you know, Elder, uh, German Shepherd. We don't call them elders. They, wanna, y'all, right. they call us. <laughs> we wear collars. Just because you wear a
0: collar that. don't mean nothing. I'm just
1: saying so. And I, I'm an elder too, and I say the same thing. Like, hey, it don't mean nothing. I get it.
0: Them rings don't mean nothing. Cause y'all, they buy them mm-hmm.
1: at look. the foot. I mean, and, and what I'm learning is the problem, one of my problems with church culture, and I'm, I'm about to mess up. I don't know what's coming on me right now, but I'm about to mess up. But one of my problems with church culture is we are so quick to put people in positions that have not spiritually developed yet. Just because you give them a position, that is not going to encourage them to mature. You're validating their immaturity when you give them a position that and they're not mature. You're validating. You're saying, it's okay to be childish, so let me put you over the youth ministry. It's okay to be petty, so let me put you over the music ministry. That's basically what you're saying. When you're not encouraging them to grow you're rewarding them for their immaturity that that that's wrong you shouldn't do that and then you pay them you put them on payroll
0: that leads us to the next one too. Oh, yeah. so that first one we can call it like microwave spirituality the second one is having no integrity in leadership mm-hmm. uh, the research says it's better for leaders like the church culture that changes lives are leaders staff and staff members and volunteers who are intentional about living out of vulnerability and they aren't afraid to show their brokenness that like they mm-hmm. remain mm-hmm. human and they're transparent about their errors versus you giving out this pristine lifestyle and then we find out later line that you got you know, you've been doing certain stuff that we had no idea about.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I I always tell God this. If I'm if I'm ever at a point where I'm living my life to my flesh, I just told God this a couple of weeks ago. If I'm ever to a point where I'm living my life where my flesh is out of control, close every opportunity. I know Until that's it.
0: right. Don't have me I'm out serious.
1: here. Don't have I'm me making out a here, fool I'm out like, of myself. And I'm not going to make a fool out of God. I'm just going to be honest with myself and be like, you know what? Let me sit my behind down. And I don't need nobody to sit me down. I'll sit myself down. Yeah. You know, and get myself together. But I think because, and you know, what? Though growing up in church, I will say this. When you're young and you're saved and there's a lot of pressure on you to live up to these standards. Like, for instance, I was, I started preaching at 17, 18 by the point I was 19, I was a minister. 26, I was an elder. So at that age, those are like my prime years. But I had to sacrifice a lot because I kept hearing, all right, now you got to be an example for your peers. The world is everybody watching you. You can't, all right, now you mess up, God going, he going to hold you account. That's a lot of pressure for a 19-year-old. Yeah. You know, so it, yeah, I grew up in church. and Yeah, my mom and dad, you know, were saved and had us in the church and stuff. But come on, y'all. Now, that was a lot. Nobody. Yeah. Nobody really asked me in that season of my life. How are you doing? Do you need Mm. anything? Are you struggling with anything? Do you need some help? Can I pray with you? Can I? None of that. It was just all right. Now the world is what everybody watching you, and if you mess up, all them gonna fall if you fall. That's too much. Yeah, that's too much pressure.
0: It it was to scare you into sanctification, but if it had been more slowed down, more strategic and intentional
1: teaching. The word would have done its job. Right. And then you wouldn't have made so many mistakes through that time because you had somebody that could be real with you. And I try to be like that now when I see other younger preachers that are younger than me. I try to be that one. I try to be to them what I didn't have, you know, and because I understand it's a lot of pressure out there. So I get it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It says um, we're still on people who are not, you know, integrity and leadership. But integrous leaders or leaders with integrity strive to be the same person on stage in public as they are off stage and private. They don't mind um, encouraging people to ask questions and to give feedback. Um, and they are not driven driven by motives such as a need for power approval from others or how the world defines success. And So that's the problem with church culture when mm. they pretend to be something on the outside that they're not in the inside.
1: I don't think it's intentional, though. No, not all the time, no. Yeah, I don't think it's hypocrisy. I just think that it's just one of those things where people just say, you know, you don't show everything to everybody. You you have one side of you that you oh, show yeah. another side. I don't think it's hypocrisy. I just think that it's some level of trying to... Now, there are, I think, hypocrisy is when you blatantly preach against something and you actually um, condemning other people for doing it, but then you're doing it. I think that's hypocrisy, but if you're you know, because nobody's perfect, you know, yeah. we, all, we all have flaws. Come on, Beyonce, we have flaws and all, you know, so.
0: <laughs> but I think it, it happens when, if I'm not mature enough to take a position or to be in a mm-hmm. position, but you put me in this position, mm-hmm. then I do have to be to pretend to be something on the outside that I'm not on the inside
1: right that is actually- something
0: that sets me up for
1: failure yeah it sets you up for failure because yeah. you wasn't like I, like yeah you, know, you just wasn't ready for it so yeah. now you got to live up to that yeah
0: so the number three way it goes back to discipleship but it's like on the surface discipleship um not really digging deep through um small groups um Working together on teams and stuff like that to really get to know people so that you can maybe identify some under the surface issues like certain tendencies, wounds, triggers, addictions. And so like we're really just dig- dealing with the people who come to church and who we see, but we're not really getting to know them. And some of the stuff I feel like it's like blatant. You know, we got people who come to church. We They married. We ain't never seen their husband. We ain't never seen their wife don't have had kids with them we have been in meetings with people who we know got a whole family we ain't never heard them mention their family before and we're not really like digging deeper to disciple these people it's just like really on the surface um instead of us getting to a point where we can hold each other accountable um we just want to laugh mm-hmm. um shout over it and then like go home and people are Suffering because of our failure to like dig deep to discern that mm. there's
1: more, yeah. We we got to do a better job, I believe. We, we definitely got to do a better job and becoming more of a concern and a care for each other, you know. Yeah, well, don't, we don't, you don't see that. You got members in our church that'll be sick and dead, and we were like, Oh, and I like when
0: they die, you'd be like, Oh, I didn't even know they were sick, and then.
1: <laughs> And I think it's a problem when members don't, if members don't feel comfortable telling the church that they have an illness, that's a problem. Yeah. Because you should be able to disclose to the saints, hey, I have cancer, I have, you know, heart problems, I'm dying of AIDS or, you know, this and that. And the church should be able to pray, but it's a problem when when, when members of the church don't feel comfortable enough to disclose that type. I get it. Everybody want to be private and personal. I understand. But that's a huge problem. And that's something we as Christians all around need to really realize, like, why don't people feel comfortable telling us about the things that they're going through so we can pray for them? Yeah, that reminds
0: me. And I don't mean no shade. I don't know if you remember this, but there was a, a member who committed suicide. And when we found out, it bothered me so bad because I remember where they sat in church, and I could not believe that. Not saying somebody didn't, but I was like, Lord, we we missed that. Like, how, we didn't deserve that." Surprise! Like they worship with us every Sunday. Like, how do we miss that? I
1: mean, bucking do, do, yes. Do, 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 Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, feel, it,
0: it, I, was, I had a coworker. Um, who was having a hard time at work, and I mean, we talked once, one, once or twice, and we laughed about it. And they mentioned some of their issues, but I had no idea it was that deep until the day I found out they had committed suicide. Oh my god! Like, we—I really, think in a in an attempt to like, I'm not trying to get in your business or nothing. Even though we may sense that there is something more happening, we shot away from it. mm mm-hmm when that really is an opportunity to,
1: to be a resource yeah that's sad and 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 the church is supposed to be a hospital it's supposed to yeah. be a place um like a couple of sundays ago we had a um one of the young ladies at, at our ministry she got up and spoke about domestic violence and she gave you know some statistics and did i say that right statistics yeah Okay, anyway, she gave some, you know, st- some stats. <laughs> and um, she was talking about it and She was saying you'll be surprised of the people that's dealing with domestic violence in, house and in their house right next to you. And so you just never know if the church oh. is the hospital and it's for those that are wounded and that's going through and stuff like that, then we got to make people comfortable enough to go to us. Like I said, it should be, you should be concerned. Like, why don't people feel comfortable telling me that they sick or telling me that they this and that like yeah you know so yeah we, we had do even better job maybe they feel like y'all church gossip too much that's probably why i don't say that <laughs> just saying yeah
0: i think i have always and we don't all have to discern the same thing i feel like the lord gives us a specific ministry like i have always been leery of for example, married men who never talked talked about their wife or never mentioned their wife or sis was never around, but we know you married. And for me, that was always an opportunity, not with, to talk to the husband, but to just pay more attention to the woman on what she may be experiencing. Because some of those things are even signs um, that somebody is having specific experiences in their household. And you know, can you imagine? If your husband is the, I don't know, the assistant or the executive pastor, may he beat on you at the house, like who are you gonna to talk to in the church? It's almost like we we have to be able to discern it so that we can go to her about
1: what she's happening because mm-hmm.
0: she likely won't speak out about it because of her husband's position.
1: Yep. I posted that yesterday. Church is supposed to be a hospital for broken a person. Oh yeah, that's true. Not a museum. I Wait a minute. Who is? Okay, we're not gonna we're not gonna get a devil no wrong today. I'm trying to figure out who this is with these private photos.
0: Oh yeah, I think it's something that's on YouTube.
1: Okay, well, whoever you are on YouTube, stop it. <laughs> this is a sanctified yeah. show. We don't do yeah. porn on this show. That <laughs> made me laugh. I don't know what hey. I did. I felt that. Oh, okay. I said we don't do porn on this show.
0: My abs hurt, and I can't think. I can't remember I'm why. Gonna but take i to platforms.
1: Shoot, right? Keep posting the stuff. We don't want to see your private photos. Lose <laughs> him.
0: <laughs> yeah, and they keep posting. It. Bad, bad, bad. But I blocked it. the nine, yeah, triple X.
1: Yeah, all that sanctified show. I hope, it's like a oh, I hope it's like a
0: thirteen-year-old kid. I hope it's like a thirteen-year-old kid, and not some forty-year-old man.
1: That's even sicker. Yeah. <laughs> so the other thing is the other thing is
0: another problem with church culture is that we have unhealthy communities inside mm-hmm. of our churches. I was talking to somebody the other day about why they left a the church and they specifically said it was because it was too many clicks. And I understand that everybody like you have People that you flock to, but if we're in church and people feel like like we can't even be a part or like there's nothing we can say or do because this click runs everything, this click is um, always going to be in charge, is always going to make all the decisions, then something's wrong with our community. It's a, because clicks can make it feel like this church is not safe, that it's unapproachable, um, mm. that it's not inviting. And I think even as leaders, we know. When we have cliques in our church, we know it. I think we need to address it because they are running your people away.
1: Oh, there's so much to unpack there.
0: Well, I'll, let me give, let me, I'm going to give Bishop a shout out. Cause he has said before, when people join the church, he said he has told them
1: to, boy, to stay
0: away. <laughs> to stay away. Cause I guess you can't necessarily tell people don't come to our church no more, but you can tell the new people, like, you know we're so glad to have you um i want you to watch out for uh,
1: yeah but but that's that's biblical though the bible says mark them that cause the division and avoid them so we we have that right to avoid those now however i think mm. i'm not a fan of clicks now have i been a part of clicks unfortunately... Oh, yeah. yeah You're
0: real popular in
1: church. No, I'm not. I am not Guess real popular in church. church. But this is my thing. I don't ever want people to get around me and feel like oh, I can't um, talk to him or whatever because because um, he hang out with that group or this group. I don't ever want people to, to single me out like that. I don't ever want to be known, which I know it happens. You, you will be associated by who you know, yeah. who you hang out with, but I don't ever want people to feel like they can't. Come to me. So I've always been the one. Like if I'm in a clique and somebody that's a stranger walk up, I will always be that one to talk to them or or like if some or we all go out to eat after church and somebody ain't with the clique on the car. I'm like hey, what you doing? Come with us. Come out to eat. And everybody be mad at me. Why you telling them that? Yeah. you know because I don't want people to feel like I'm being clickish or anything. Because because one thing about it, I ain't perfect, but I'm saved for real. So I can't treat people any kind of way and and stuff like that. So I yeah. think. The thing with clicks, it, it happens. It, but any atmosphere you want to have, you have clicks at your jobs, you have clicks yeah. at school, you have clicks in your families. You know, everybody got that certain, those certain cousins you don't deal with. And then you got them set of cousins that you do deal with. Yeah. <laughs> or like you, you may deal with your mama's side and you don't deal with your daddy's side, or it may be vice versa. So everybody has a click. But I think when we come together as a body of believers, we got to understand like when we come together in that community, we're one big family. Like we are here for each other. Like it should hurt me when you hurt, or when you're going through. I should be able to, you know, I saw Pat, uh, Bishop uh McKissie do something. One of his members a couple of weeks ago, found out one of his members was homeless.
0: Yes. That's, that, that was all like, on
1: TikTok. Office. Yeah. And they rate right here in, in the city. And they raised money and 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 helped him do that. You know, I've seen it with um I've seen it with Pastor Scales at um Inspire Church. Yeah, yeah multiple times. Help people. You know, I've seen it in, in a lot of ministries where they've done that. So, and that's how the church is supposed to be. We're supposed to be there for each other. So, I would encourage if we can stop the cliques. Um, and it's okay to have your certain group of friends, but stop the cliques. Sister Bryant, to answer, I, I really want to answer your question, but I'm going to get in trouble if I do. So, um, I might have to answer that one off the record. Why? I'm, I'm gonna ask.
0: I'm gonna ask it the. I'm gonna ask you the the deep and wonderful way. And then you a- you answer it the way you want to answer. So at least we get two perspectives. Mm-hmm. So the deep and wonderful way is that I think we can address it. We can shut it down. But evil is always going to be present. We like, of course, the enemy is going to want to visit our churches. He's going to want to of sit course. in our churches. And so I think as much as we can address it, it, I don't know that it will ever be shut down until we make the enemy uncomfortable they only want to go there but you see even now I, I watch prophetic voices where they are like it happened with bishop jason of the sunday where this the evil spirit came down the oh, yeah. came directly to him so as much as we want to shut it down this is exactly where they need to be so we can confront it but okay that's the people more way. way. what you was gonna say
1: i would say a lot of them Don't I totally agree with you. I said, but I also think a lot of them don't deal with it because most of the cliques in the church are mostly the popular people. They're the ones that financially support the ministry, That's true. you know, um, they're the ones that have a lot of influence and things like that. So you don't really want to say too much to them to, to piss them off and then they leave your church. Did I say that? I was gonna yeah. say this on the real right? or they or they know more than they should know. Thank you. They know a lot about you, so you let them have their way because yeah. if yo oh, oh, oh so oh so you gonna tell me I can't okay, but what about you? Blah 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 blah. Yeah. Or yeah. you have some which another thing that I'm noticing nowadays, you have a lot of pastors that are just non-confrontational. They don't want to go back and forth with people. They don't want to argue. They don't want to do that. So the best thing that they do is just try to act like a situation don't even exist and just trust that that the whole thing will play out by itself. Um, so those are other reasons, but I, like I said, I'm the type of person when I notice that I'm in a clique and I'm noticing that other people are feeling, um, like an outcast because of my association with a clique, I I immediately break that off and be like, no, we're not going to do that because I don't, I don't want people to feel like that. So yeah, I would encourage people if you can now stop the cliques. Yeah. You want to have your group of friends and your certain thing, but it shouldn't be to the point where people feel like outcasts. Like, they can't come around you at church, like, at yeah. a place where we all worship. Like, stop that. Yeah.
0: Now, we're not saying, like, you don't feel like you belong because y'all are different. You have different standards. I think that's normal. Yeah. But if you have groups of people who, like, they run the church or,
1: like. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah. That's, that's a huge problem. That that's different. really witchcraft, yeah. to be honest. Yeah, but, it is. But we'll, we'll, let, we'll let the Lord reveal those to you. That are, that are secretly...
0: Oh, you gonna like this one, family Okay, the number five. The number five problem with church culture is that we lack passionate marriages and people who are actually enjoying singleness. Wait a minute. So we, that again? we lack we lack like members who are passionately married, and then. <laughs> People who are actually enjoying singleness. So what happens is you have people who are married. They don't like each other. And then you have the singles who all they want to do is be married. So they're not enjoying, like singleness is a ministry. Everybody's not going to be married. Well,
1: that's true. So So you
0: have people who are not enjoying their season of singlehood because they are so obsessed with marriage. But then you have the married couples who don't like each other and there's no passion.
1: And then you also, if I can just add one to this, I don't, I don't know, but I, I'm <laughs> it coming over me right Not now. Not
0: enjoying singleness, Teresa, but like whatever this season has
1: for you. But you also have, <laughs> you also have singles that feel like they can't enjoy their singleness because all the married people are entertaining the single people.
0: <laughs> right. Those are problems.
1: I'm not going to pedal tonight. I'm not going to pedal in that tonight, but I, I do agree. I, I will say this uh, by me being single, but see, I'm still in the prime of my life. I'm still young. Don't let these grades fool you, but you know, so I still can, you know, but by me being single and uh, observing some couples that have been around, it does look like it can come off as well. What's the point? You know, cause you know, we never see you and your spouse together um y'all are never you know what i'm saying it's always like um, you know you don't see any type of like raw mutual uh affection for each other so it's kind of Mm -hmm. and then when you do talk about your spouse publicly it's always in a form of complaining or it makes it seem like it's a burden or it's a duty or you're doing things for them because you have to do it not because you love them or things like that so from a singles perspective you know there are seasons where you do be like, well, why bother? Like, y'all married and y'all ain't happy and I'm single and I ain't got to deal with this. So it can't come off as that. So I totally, I totally can agree with that. Now, I'm not saying I'm against marriage. I, I would love to be married. Yeah. I said that. But I'm, am I in a rush you? Nah, not at all.
0: I think, I think the point of the research is that whether you're married or you're single, you're supposed to be an example of God's love so as a married woman i show the commitment god has to the church as his bride through my marriage but then also paul was saying this is why i feel like we should i I want all y'all to be single is so that you can have a um like an uninterrupted commitment to the lord but because we have more singles who they're not really focused on their love for God. They're uh, they're more obsessed with trying to uh, obtain love from another person because they want to be married.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 more like you idolize being. Yes. Married, but you so focused on marriage, you, you're not even thinking about yourself. Like, are you a husband? Are you a wife? Like, yeah. they, this is why singles ministries and churches are so important. Um, yeah. It should be more than just, you know, the old ladies that, that go play bingo Every, every,
0: don't, every, don't every. make me laugh my ass the truth like <laughs> like
1: do y'all what do y'all do like do y'all like honestly mm-hmm. i'm i'm 33, and when i when i graduated from like youth department you know i you know i don't i don't think was i supposed to go to singles ministry or something after that because you know I, I mean it's like you just don't know what to do and then when they be like all right the singles going we going to go to corral to go eat you like oh, i don't do that because it'd be like a bunch of old people that's either that we're married, that's widows, that's divorced, that's you know what I'm saying, or that, that ain't trying to be married, that that yeah. they don't want to get, you know, so it's like and they 20, 30 years older than you. So it's kind of like, nah, I'm good on that. I'm I'm okay. <laughs>
0: when we when we don't use our um those opportunities to minister the way we're supposed to, like for singles, we're supposed to be using singleness as an opportunity to create accountability. Mm-hmm. with other people who are living a uh, supposed abstinent or chaste lifestyle when it comes to mm-hmm. sexuality so if we don't have that accountability so i come to your church i'm a single person you don't have a um like a great singles ministry i can easily get caught up and not have any accountability so i can be saved but i may not be living a pure lifestyle because I'm lacking that accountability. And the same really goes for married couples like who are struggling with their marriage. if we don't have these ministries in place, um, because there are no passionate marriages in the church, then there is no accountability for married couples even when they go into through a tough season. You know how many married couples, like saved Christians with titles, getting divorces because of the lack of accountability for when it gets difficult. Can you imagine, like, you started a whole church
1: mm-hmm. and now you're divorced. And honestly, the reasons why they get divorced, mm-hmm. all they had to do was talk to the right person and like, a lot help. of stuff would have been yep. resolved. They probably would have still been together.
0: Yep. But so, if we don't have these ministries in place, because I feel like if you don't have a great marriage ministry or singles ministry, your youth ministry probably not that good because you're not really, like,
1: don't think you need to start with your
0: family. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Because, yeah, yeah, you're not really ministering to all the phases of life. Like, right. it's like you, okay, we did this. All right, young. Go ahead. You'll figure yeah. it out. You know, so I think, yeah, we do need to do a better job at that. I mean, as far as ministries in general, like, everybody can't sing, so everybody gonna join the choir. Everybody, yeah, the, everybody don't want to usher. Everybody ain't people persons. You know, everybody don't want to, you know, work in the media. There are other ministries that needs to make sure that it's when people are part of ministries it's supposed to develop them as well while they're serving yeah even if i'm in like for instance when i really first started getting active in church i was working in the media ministry at my former church and at the church i'm at now and then after that you know i phased into doing um sunday school i taught sunday school for a long time and then after that you know while i was working with the youth ministry at our church and then okay. you know doing other things so it but every stage is supposed to help develop you and mature yeah. you while you're going through so if you don't have a singles ministry of them or a marriage ministry it's kind of like saying well we don't care about y'all
0: yeah and and we really shouldn't be like that where we know that you know you're a good speaker he's a good leader when it comes to this ministry but he's a terrible husband you know, or he's a good, she's a great leader, worship leader, but she's not living a pure single lifestyle um, where we're not showing any concern. It goes back to like not really discipling at the, at, like drilling down deeper. We're just like on the surface of discipleship and not really digging deeper to find out what the issues are so that people can be leaders above reproach. You know. And I don't know if we're as concerned about that these days, because it goes back to we
1: really just need bodies to help us to get this work done. And, and you know what else I want to say, because I want to rebuke the devil on this, too. I, I a lot of pastors quit saying, I ain't got no help. They don't nobody want to work. Don't nobody want to do nothing. Well, have you asked? Have you reached out? If you stop soliciting help from the outside, you might realize the type of help you have on the inside. To help you with these ministries, to keep things going, you know, is some some there are some there are some like the greatest prayer warriors in your churches, yeah, evangelists, people that can the choir got them all the power. I mean, I'm telling you, you got some folk, and they will probably never bust a move because you know some of us, and I'm gonna throw myself in that category. We're not gonna voluntarily be like, put me over this, put me over that, let yeah. me do this, let me do that, because I'm, I'm old school. I believe. If they want you to do something, then you wait till you get asked. And if yeah. they don't ask you, that means they don't need you. And that's yeah. that's how I was taught old school. So, yeah. but you have a lot of ministry, the, the help and the resources that y'all are looking for. If you really take the time and take the step back and cultivate your ministry and, and disciple your people, you would be surprised. I have seen churches make people off the streets, their musicians, folk that weren't even saved and all of that and they got saved during the ministry next thing you know they they got a full band everybody in the band were people that got saved through that ministry and they're members of that church not employees of that church so that's no shade to those that are but i'm just saying you know you don't have to go out and put a resume now searching for a youth pastor or looking for <laughs> evangelism no you ain't got to do that but if you cultivate the people that you have and and teach them and take the time out to, to pastor them and father them you would be surprised of the help that you already have, right? And some people are just waiting on you just to ask them and be like, hey, you know what I thought about it. Can you do such and such and such, such? You would be surprised. Just, just humble yeah. yourselves and ask. Yeah. And then you'll save a lot of money because they might not even charge you to do it. They might just do it as a duty to their church. Yeah. You never know.
0: Yeah. This is the last one. y'all. <laughs> <Uh-oh. laughs> and the number six, which I'm going to say the number one, the number one problem that we have with social culture is that we do not realize that every member is in full-time ministry.
1: Mm, That's so true. We
0: allow members to compartmentalize and so, especially if, we're, if we don't give them anything to do, we don't have a vision for the church. There's no goals, no strategy. We are, they end up compartmentalizing. And so when they come to church is when they are concerned about ministry. Instead of having an understanding that, baby, when you go to your job every day, you're, you're doing ministry. And that's why we have believers who act one way on Sunday and then just nasty at work because they don't understand that they are in full-time mm-hmm. ministry. This is why the Saints in the grocery store cuts people out, you know, for breaking in line or doing stuff because they don't have an understanding that they
1: are always that we're all in full-time ministry. We all are. Like we all have a duty. You know what? My my dad, my dad made this statement and if you read your word, you'll realize the only time you hear about Jesus getting upset is when he went to the church. Okay. So that's the only time you hear about Jesus getting upset, like to the point where he's flipping over tables and going off because he was and like, this is a Prayer. And y'all in here ripping people off, selling doves and bulls and, and, and frankincense and myrrh. Like, come on now. Oh, uh-huh. Spending all this money on hats and shoes. And we supposed to be here at convocation. Oh, Lord, please.
0: Ooh, Seven,
1: right. $20 fish dinners with one piece of fish and one side. Don't even get a drink. Just rip it off.
0: You came for him for a fashion show, <laughs> that's, and that's why
1: Jesus got not upset. Not the word because we, like you say, we all have a duty. We all are responsible. We all play yeah. a part in coach church. I mean, coach ah, church culture. <laughs> so we we all are full time ministry. When we walk out them doors, you know, I remember back in the day, people used to be like, "What church you go to?" You know, they don't relax really that no more. Cause a lot of these saints don't go to church, but they did. like who your pastor is. You know, stuff like that. And then when you did certain things, oh, yeah, 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 he go to such and such church. You, she go to such and such. It was like a, a badge of honor, you know, yeah. that you had because you you took pride in you being a member of that church. You took pride in being saved. Now yeah. we boast more about being sinners than we do about being saved. That's another topic I'll talk mm-hmm. about. It's like, we be glad to tell people we done cut somebody out. Y'all cuss somebody what do you do? What do you do? out. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, I sold some money today. I ain't human. Oh, Amber Alert. Oh no, this is so what?
0: My phone did that too. Where y'all still going?
1: Oh, you know what? It might be on my thing. Oh, it's a storm surge one. You know when you're the governor, we get I get all these little things. Don't worry, y'all. After tomorrow, I'm I'm not running again. So whoever takes my seat tomorrow. That's that's all we need.
0: What are men and women? we got who can tell us what tomorrow's gonna look like?
1: I already know. I already know. I ain't gonna say nothing, but I already know. Ain't nothing. Put it like this: nothing tomorrow will surprise me. That's all I'm <laughs> When it comes to the state of Florida, the Sunshine State. What about Georgia? What about surprise. Georgia? Nothing will surprise me. nothing will surprise me. <laughs> K okay, Sarah, whatever will be will be. Just do yeah, your part. Yeah, that's how you gotta know Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's swinging
0: in
1: the balance. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, um, yeah, y'all. So we got to do a better job at that. Um, uh, as far as church culture. We we really got, and we got to do a better job at supporting each other because we don't do too much of that. We clickish when it come to that. We only support people that's that seems popular or whatever. Yeah. We won't, we won't help nobody build, but we'll help them decorate. Yeah. So, we got to do a better job <laughs> of it. We all got to step it up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Teresa, you're in Georgia? All right. Vote for Stacy. Okay.
0: I used to get worked up over these things, and now I, I, don't. I don't because the Bible tells us where the king's heart lies.
1: Yeah. I mean, we could have, Well, I can't say what I want to say. I don't want us to get sued or canceled, but yeah it, it could go either way <laughs> so, yeah
0: because you got somebody in there who look like you and things still not go your way while they am right right it.
1: So, uh, so it don't even matter like yeah. at the end of the day all you can do is vote and and just trust god and whatever happens Yeah, i mean this ain't the worst this ain't the worst that america's been through.
0: oh right you that you're right because i did not when we uh elected well they elected 44 i was like oh god you must be coming back i just cannot believe that uh openly this type of person i just knew he was coming back and then once his term was over i was like oh, you survived it you kept us lord like you do it like you've done all yeah. the other times before Man,
1: keeps us like this ain't like with the economy like this ain't the first time the economy been bad like this ain't yeah. first time the housing market been bad I ain't mean, the first time all this been going on. This has happened before. Yeah. And if he did it before?
0: He can do it again.
1: Come on, Tatra.
0: But also, what's up, Karen and the they got a song? It eh,
1: eh, ain't Karen. That's that's Twinkie and Mr. And
0: it's, the, it's the same
1: thing. Yeah. yeah, you do. You just got to accept it. It is what it is. The Saints be all right. Yes, it is. The Saints be you have any announcements? No, I actually do not have. You know what? Yes, I am working on a toy drive for the Trinity Rescue Mission. Um, you know what? No, nah, I'm not going to announce nothing else because y'all don't be supporting my stuff. But go ahead. I'm done. I'm done with it.
0: Yes, we do. Not you have my toy drive? Yeah, I do. If we can't get the toys to you, can we send you some money to the to shaker's cash? Out? No,
1: I don't want no money. I, I want, I'm saying I want,
0: so you can go buy the toys. No, I'm not, no, I'm not gonna do that.
1: No, Just then have, like that. people
0: like Teresa who don't live here. Like, you no. can't go buy
1: the- if you don't live in Jacksonville or a surrounding area. Yes, but if you currently live in Jacksonville, I would prefer if you would buy a nice toy for a child, wrap the gift, let us know. If it's, you know, for oh, a boy. Girl, mm-hmm. We're going to take it to the Trinity Rescue Mission. Uh I spoke with them today. So I'm working on something. I will definitely have that information out. And we're going to go out there to the Trinity Rescue Mission and do a movie night with the women and children there. And um, yeah, y'all should come. Maybe church girls can help us with, with that. Because it is a women and children's shelter for um uh battered women. So it's for women mm-hmm. that like escaping domestic. Um, situations and they have their children with them so um, I did speak with them so like I said we are working on that um, so it is going to be a toy drive um, and it is going to be on uh, December the 16th that's on a Saturday um, evening at 6pm and like I said we're just going to do a movie night get some pizza play a you know play probably my favorite Christmas movie The Preacher's Wife and um, I don't know and just give out the toys
0: and that's just give
1: out the kids What? That's why I like that Christmas movie. I watch it every, like, I ain't no Christmas movie person, but I gotta watch The Preacher's wife. I don't know. It's it's not biblically sound. It ain't gotta be. It's with Houston.
0: The angels falling in love with the humans.
1: No, none of them Christmas movies are biblically sound. It's, it's just. <laughs> but I that like one Christmas. that was
0: based on the church. The
1: only reason, for obvious reasons, y'all know why I like the movie. Too. It's because yeah. of Whitney. That's my favorite singer. But, I mean, uh, everybody see Georgia. I love it. I love it. I'd you like, like that? Memorized. You yeah. like that? Yeah, <laughs> you like that lip switch. <laughs> I love it. So yeah, so we'll probably do that, and um, like I said, do some games and stuff with the kids there. But the date is December the sixteenth. It will be at the Trinity Rescue Mission, and because it is that type of mission, and uh, and we're in the middle of a pandemic, um, uh, it is going to be a limit on if you would like to physically come and be a part of it. We have to limit the amount of people that's coming with us stuff like that but we'll plan it all out but um we'll have that information out to y'all soon so but that will be on december the 16th at 6 p.m at trinity rescue mission so i would need your toys at least a week before that so whatever the week before the 16th is and again if you're purchasing toys please wrap the gifts please wrap the gifts i'm not doing that no more It's too much work all right
0: thank, thank you. y'all not. so much thank you so much pastor <laughs>
1: Oh
0: my god! <laughs> All right. Um, I see somebody asks, "Are we on next week?" Nope. We're no, we're Um, but we have new uh episodes every other Thursday, so you can always mm-hmm. find us on iTunes, Spotify, podcast, Spotify, <laughs> um, or Google or YouTube. We're on YouTube now, so you can subscribe, and then every time mm-hmm. we um do a video, you will get a notification. But thank y'all so much for tuning in. Um share this with your leader if you're having issues in your church and one of those problems uh resonated with you. Make
1: mm-hmm. sure you share it with your leader because please make hey, sure y'all you subscribe know. to the YouTube channel. Yeah. And y'all been
0: followers. doing it. Y'all been subscribing. I they, have, y'all. they have
1: because yeah. okay, because I was getting I was getting a speech ready. Oh yeah,
0: they've been subscribing and we've been we've been getting some views. And I got a lot of I've been getting a lot of good feedback, especially from the last episode. Um, sexual immorality versus perversion. That's good. So, and if y'all have any other
1: topics, inbox Galando. <laughs> oh, you know they got
0: one topic, but we ain't ready. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm almost be ready because the Bible study that I that I go to weekly, the other Bible study that I started going to during the pandemic, we're gonna deal specifically with how the intersection of our faith and um LGBT communities.
1: Yeah. I got somebody good we can bring in for that too, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah. we we'll All
0: right. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. Until next time, this is the real room.